0: again everyone and welcome back to another special episode of the burning within us podcast Uh, this is week two in our easter series on enough and being enough for god and experiencing his grace in our lives our second talk uh, for this series is going to be given by emily who's one of our local louisville youth ministers and she's going to talk about how we experience god's grace in our lives After her talk, uh, I'll be back with a couple of questions for you to think about, and uh, even spend some time maybe journaling about. Emily, I'm gonna turn it over to you.
1: So, a quick introduction, in case you forgot who I was. My name is Emily Ledgerwood. I am the coordinator of youth and young adult ministry out at St. Margaret Mary, and I was at St. Albert before that. I've been working in youth ministry on and off for 10 years now, uh, basically since I've been out of college. I'm married to my husband, Nick, I have two wonderful boys, Ryan, who is five, and Max, who just turned one. Um, And I have my master's in religious education, concentrating in youth and young adult ministry, and my undergrad is in theater. So far on our retreat, we have already talked about how we have experienced God's grace through the decision to become man and die for our sins, which is awesome, right? Yes, nods, thank you. Some of you are nodding, some of you are like, yeah, you're crazy, okay. Christians, we understand, okay, but there are a lot of other ways in which we experience God's grace each day. As Christians, we understand this grace as this gift, freely given, unexpected, undeserved, and a share of the divine life of God. As Catholics, we're shown God's grace in a big way through the seven sacraments of the church. All right, quiz time. All right, let's go through them. Who can name them?
0: What's One.
1: Giving one. Communion. Communion. Baptism. Reconciliation.
0: Reconciliation. Confirmation.
1: Confirmation. Oh, it's going to get tricky. Marriage. Marriage. Matrimony. Anointing of the sick. Anointing of the sick. Holy orders. Holy orders. Good job, guys. All right. Most of you have probably received four, maybe five, if you've also received anointing of the sick. By this point in your lives, These sacraments are a special time in our lives and we're shown God's grace through physical signs. We get the divine brought into our lives through very real, very tangible moments. So I mentioned to school, and I got my master's in religious studies. it means two things. One, yes, I went to school for like a total of 20 years, uh, when you add that up. And that means, too, that I am very much a nerd. Um, I like to look at what the church teaches and try to break it down. I go back to the sources, to the teaching, to the traditions with a capital T, the writings of the saints and the early church fathers to try to understand our faith through this lens of those who came before. So first we're going to look at the catechism. And according to the catechism of the church, and I'm quoting, the sacraments are efficacious, or effective, signs of grace instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church by which divine life is dispensed to us. All right, so what does that mean? Because honestly, that's a lot of big words all thrown together. So, but basically when we break it down, it means that we as Catholics believe that the sacraments do what they say they do. Okay, So that's a big claim. It requires us to step out of the head and into the heart. It asks us to risk it all and believe something that in all honesty is, well, quite unbelievable at times. It asks that we believe in God's power, God's grace, God's love, and God's promise that you are in fact enough just as you are. The sacraments of the church are the outpouring of the goodness of God on you. And I want each and every one of you to understand that if you were the only one in the entire world, God would still outpour that love, that grace, that mercy, all out just for you. So I want to take a moment and share a story with you guys, a little bit about myself. Um, So there's times in our lives that we have the opportunity to say yes to God and to invite his grace into our lives. And I think a lot of times when we think about the sacraments, we think about big moments, right? like confirmation, um, matrimony, which, don't get me wrong, were both really great days in my life. Um, They were foundational moments that strengthened me for the path that I'm walking here on earth. But as I was preparing this talk and praying over what God might be calling me to share, I kept being drawn back to the sacraments of penance and Eucharist as what I needed to speak on. And I think the reason is because these are the ones that we receive over and over again throughout our lives. They were frequent opportunities to say yes to God and to invite his grace into our lives. All right, story time. I'm going to tell you about my son, Max. Max turned one back in December, and he is legitimately the happiest kid ever. Unless he's hangry, or tired, or sick, or he's pooped in the middle of the night. Basic needs, I feel like, with why one would be upset. So otherwise, this kid will laugh and giggle and take a fall like a champ. We recently moved into a two-story house, and within, I think, a week of moving in, he had mastered climbing the stairs, um, and I had to constantly check that he had not already gone upstairs. Um, and talk about sneaky! Okay, I'm telling you, the kid was like pre-loaded with ninja skills. Like already in his little head. But you can call his name, and he'll turn and he'll look at you with pure joy. His smile <laughs> lights up the room and you can't help but think that he is the cutest kid ever. I know, I'm biased, I'm his mom, but He is legitimately super cute. Recently though, Max was sick. For like a week and a half, his appetite was off. There was snot, there was a fever. I took him to the doctor. No flu, no COVID, just a virus. And he got better. And then a few days later we were back at the doctor trying to figure out what was going on with my normally happy little boy. And again, it was Just a virus. We had done labs and more rounds of tests, and we were told to watch, to wait, and to see if the fever would break or not. There's not much we could do at the time. I could give him medicine. I could hold him and rock him and sing to him, but still, he's little. He didn't understand why he didn't feel good. He just knew he didn't. All we could do was hang on. Thankfully, his fever broke, and we were able to turn the corner, which then brought back the appetite uh, and cute, the hangry little boy who was gonna make up for the fact that he hadn't eaten well in 10 days. Praise God, he is back to normal. And but for that week and a half, it was rough. He wasn't sleeping well, I wasn't sleeping well, the days were long, the coffee was thankfully strong, and we made it. Okay, so why do I share this story with you? What does my sick one-year-old have to do with the sacraments or with you guys? Let's break this down. When Max was sick, he wasn't himself. He didn't feel good. All he knew that mommy and daddy were going to hopefully make it better. He had this innate trust in us to be there for him and take care of him. No matter how bad he felt. And we were. We gave up sleep. We had extra trips to go to the doctor. We made sure we got the medicine. We held him. Comfort him Now, if that's what I will do for my child, and I am a human mother, flawed and imperfect at times, and a hot mess, how much more does God, who is divine, perfect, undefinable in his awesomeness, give us his children? Catholics define grace as God's free gift of his presence, his help, his salvation. We believe in the sacraments because we do. We leap into our father's arms knowing that he will hold us when we're sick, when we're hurting. We just don't feel good. Does he say we won't suffer? No. But he says that he will be with us through it all. Okay, I'm going to be real with you guys for a second here. I struggle with reconciliation. Like, struggle. Yes? Anybody else? Yes? Okay. Why? Shouldn't it be the easiest thing in the world to run to my loving Father who offers me grace and mercy in this tangible, audible way through his priest? But it's not. I know what I've screwed up. And so there's shame, there's embarrassment. To speak the words of my sin, my shame aloud is hard. Anybody else agree with that one? Yep. And it's okay to admit that. God is still there, ready, ready, and waiting to give me the medicine to ease my pain, erase the fever, clean my soul, and renew me through the words of the sacrament of reconciliation. And I don't know about you all, but my favorite part is to hear the words of absolution spoken aloud as the priest holds his hands above me, bringing God's grace fully known into my earthly reality. St. Augustine said, You have made us for yourself, O God. Our hearts are restless until they can find rest in you. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Just like a child are, we are restless when we are out of sync, when we can't marry our reality with the beauty of God's love for us. The sacraments of the church are one way that we get to find peace for our hearts and rest in Christ, to understand his grace into our lives. And I don't know about you all, but when I'm coming out of reconciliation, feeling all bright, shaggy, new, I'm excited. I am joyful, and I want nothing more than to shout it to the rooftops of the love and mercy that my God has not only for me, but for each person. Because we're all his children. Now, I mentioned I was going to talk about reconciliation and Eucharist, because honestly, they go hand in hand. So your first Eucharist was probably a big deal. Who all remembers their first communion? Like, big deal, right, okay? I know it was for me. I remember the dress, my veil, the candle they had the seven-year-old hold, and the veil that almost caught on fire. Dude, who said candle that they made the seven-year-old hold. Yeah, it's true, the story that my mom never lets me live down. Um, however, while that was a big day, that's not what I've come to understand about the Eucharist over the years. And it's taken me time, guys, time to wrestle with what I believed and what the church teaches, and to go to my youth minister, my priest, and to truly study and pray for understanding. But the foundation of my faith had already been laid years before my baptism. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati said, The faith given to me in baptism suggests to me surely. By yourself, you will do nothing. But if you have God as the center of all your action, then you will reach the goal. The goal in this case is heaven, eternity with Christ. My goal to serve my God and witness to his love and mercy. Earlier I said that we as Catholics believe that the sacraments do what they say they do. So I have my faith given to me in baptism, being strengthened by these outward signs of God's grace and mercy in the sacraments. All culminating in where we especially find this union. This meeting of heaven and earth in the Eucharist which St. Thomas Aquinas calls the sacrament of sacraments. In each sacrament, we encounter the grace of Christ, but in the Eucharist, we encounter Christ himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. There can be no greater intimacy, which is why the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. So I don't know about you all, but I need that. My soul needs that encounter to remind me that when things are hard, when they are seemingly impossible, When everything is weighing down on me, I am loved. I am enough. Me. Just as each of you are. You are loved. You are enough. Christ himself, the Son of God, encounters us in the most intimate ways possible in his sacraments. And maybe you don't believe that. Maybe you're here this weekend and you are like, yep, that's great, but I've screwed up too much. My life is too hard. I'm not worth being known or being loved, but you are. You are known, you are loved, you are enough. To close, let's look at the words of St. Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast more gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Therefore, I am content with weakness, insults hardships, persecutions, and constraints. For the sake of Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When you go to receive the sacraments, remember you are meeting God in a very real way. We are coming in our weaknesses, in our shame, in our sin, to the sacrament of reconciliation. We are coming humbled and in awe of our God and his sacrifice, to the source and summit of our faith, the Eucharist. The sacraments are not pretend. They are not make-believe. It is God making himself known to you in that moment. In the sacristies of the sisters of the missionaries of charity all over the world, one can see a little board hanging as a reminder. And it says, Priests of God, celebrate this Mass as if it is your first Mass, your last Mass, your only mass. That is how we, the people of God, should come to each mass to celebrate the Eucharist, that sacrament of sacraments. Don't miss out on the opportunity to grow in your relationship with God through the sacraments. Take advantage of them when you can, as often as you can. Let them help you grow in your faith and lead you closer to a God who loves you, who cherishes you, and proclaims that you are
0: enough. Thanks Emily for that great talk. For those listening at home, we do have a couple of questions for you. As you listen to them, you may take some time to journal uh, or just simply think about them and how they apply to your life. What are the sacraments you've received? Our second question is, how did they make you feel? Our third question is, how did they help you grow in your understanding and relationship of God? And our last, how do you see God using the sacraments to better show his love and grace to the world? Take some time to journal and think about these questions and uh, we're so grateful and thankful for you listening to this very special series on our burning within us podcast have a great week guys thank you for listening to the burning within us podcast part of the Arch Lou podcast network